Hey, up me ducks, and welcome to episode seven or episode 141 of the Forever Forest podcast, depending on when you started listening. Uh, I'm talking first, so I must be the host, and therefore I must also be Freebs. So there you go. That's uh, that's the slightly alarming checking. You know who you are out the way. Uh, let me introduce you to the rest of the team for the show this week. Um, first up, a woman who rumor has it is the only person who has ever touched that spooky old ship in the trip in Nottingham and not died a mysterious death straight after. She's also seen uh, Robert Rosario and Andrea Salenzi get paid as professional footballers, so she really is a walking miracle. It's Lisa Fox. Hi, Lisa. <laughs> Hello. Uh, what ship? I don't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> I've got a horrible feeling I've done the wrong pub now. You can't tell me someone knows about the ship. You guys I don't know what you're talking about either, actually. Right. So you know what we do. I don't care that this is actually being recorded. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to start typing it in. Um, I'm going to put ship Nottingham. This is great podcasting. Um, watch. I think it's in the trip. Let's have a look. I'm sure it is because that's the one that's a bit more cavey, isn't it? The cursed galleon, the old trip to Jerusalem. This is a great start. We'll just do a history podcast. So there is a ship. Um, I'll try and get a picture up of it for you, show you. I wonder if you can share my screen. I'll do that later on. There's a ship that's called the Cursed Galleon. It's in a big glass box and it's in the old trip to Jerusalem. Now, I got told really early doors from going to Nottingham on the train from Skeg. If people have touched it, cleaned it, they've died straight after. Um, when you have a look at it, it's the freakiest fucking ship you've ever seen in your life. And when you're having a, it's above the bar. So you're there getting a pint and you're like going, no, <laughs> it's like, um i'll share a picture uh, to follow uh, that's now the title of this podcast and i'm not going to edit that either so um hello lisa how are you hi i'm good how are you brilliant great don't touch that ship uh next guest was one of the founder members of the trash late 90s girl group daphne and celeste and holly uh but those other two grabby wazzocks nicked her masterpiece oh stick you your mama too and your daddy and decided to hack her name off the act bastards it's celeste sorry it's holly royal I remember it well, being thrown uh, pints of piss at Reading Festival. It was good fun. Uh, yeah, so I'm um, sorry about that thing with Daphne and Celeste. I was going to go for the other girls who did the uh, oh, oh, We're in Trouble, but I can't remember who they were. were they uh, Shampoo. Shampoo, that's it. I knew they were trash. Uh, and finally, making his debut for the 21-22 season, a voice many of you will know from the podcast Incarnations Past and various acting work, including some dodgy behaviour with his on-screen partner. Uh, it's the triumphant return of my brother from another season, Mr. Kieran Curtis. Hi, Kieran. Hey up, mate. It's good oh, to be hey. back. Yeah, how's, how's things, mum? Yeah, it's good. I'm hoping it's a bit better than the James Garner return, but, you know. Wow. Uh, there's actually a really good question coming for you about getting things off your chest that you haven't had a podcast to say. I mean, so we'll come to that in a minute. Um, yeah, I did explain as well to uh, Holly and Lisa what I meant about the acting thing, not that you were quite aggressive. It was an acting. It was money, wasn't it? You're getting paid, Kieran. Oh, yeah, mate. Car insurance was sorted for years. <laughs> brilliant so um since we last uh ensembled if that is a word it's a word now uh we've got a new manager in charge one that i horribly used to make uh sort of gifts and memes of with next to uh, in the steptoe and sons uh, episodes which i've really got to stop doing so i will stop doing i promise you uh there's a new manager in charge i should say it's pretty rare for forest isn't it and we've also picked up some points at home uh we'll be discussing both of those things plus we'll be having a nffc based quiz at the end much to lisa's chagrin i love that word uh, I think that's written on the side of that ship in Nottingham. So I'll start with you, Holly. Um, Steve Cooper, what do you make of the appointment overall? I'm happy. Um, I was a little bit sceptical to begin with. Um, but overall, I've definitely warmed to the idea. And after our initial performance uh, on Saturday, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling optimistic. Um, 
I mean, I was a bit fearful it was going to be another sort of slightly defensive-minded style that we were going to be playing, um, which obviously we need to get away from now. Uh, we've been there, we've done that. Uh, we need to be a bit more attacking-minded. But um, no, I've, I've really liked everything that he's come out and said. Um, I think he's already connected with the fans. Um, I, I, from what I could see on Saturday, we seemed like a more sort of robust, um, a little bit more together... Um, obviously a bit more attacking option with the two wing backs now, which I was really pleased to see. So, um, yeah, I mean, funnily enough, my um, Millwall friend at work actually messaged me on the day he was appointed. He was like, have you got uh, Steve Cooper? Bloody hell. I'm like, really? He was like, yeah, what a scoop. Did he so mess up? My, my comedy Cockney note? accent there for you. I say, was it a voice note or did he like write <laughs> in such a way that it was like, oh, what a gazer? Was it he's just that? got, he's just one of those typical Millwall fans. Hi, Joe. Love you, mate. Um, no disrespect at all, but he's, you know, he's got the, the proper Cockney accent there. So, I, you know, when you actually read something and you can hear someone's voice yeah. as you're reading it. Um, so, yeah, that that kind of made me a bit more optimistic as well, because I'll be honest, I didn't know a great deal about him. Um, I didn't pay too much mind to Swansea last year, other than they man, managed to grind out results. Um, obviously, they got into the playoffs twice, didn't they? So it can't have been that bad. But, um, yeah, um, pretty optimistic. Yeah, he was the man in charge when we had that night with Stoke. It's That's like, right, yeah. I mean, yeah. if there was ever a man who sort of knew what this club was going through, that at least your question is quite small here, but, and I was going to scrap it and go off the back of what Holly said, but I think it's kind of kind of a nice one in a way. Is this the time we finally get it right? <laughs> oh, well, we haven't got it right for 23 years, have we? So um, who knows? You know, it's, it, um, it's, it's a, positive, a positive appointment for me. Um, he's made all the right noises, like Holly said. Um, definitely connected with the fans straight away. Um, and I think that was part of the problem with Hewton that you know that the, the disconnect was was massive. Um, and it was obvious on Saturday from minute one, well, even be, even before the game started. You know, he came out and actually watched the team warming up, and he got a really nice round of applause. Um, and you knew that the fans were going to be behind them from, from minute one till, till minute 90. There were a, f- a few grumblings, but um, for the most part, you know, I think he he was a little bit in awe um, of the stadium and how together the fans were. Obviously, Muller Kintyre was a little bit better this time than the than previous home games. Um, and like Holly said, the wingbacks, um, they, they did the job. Um, and let's hope it is the right appointment because we can't keep going through a different manager every 12 months um, and paying off managers left, right and centre. You know, I think with with uh, Dame Murphy coming in, um, part of the remit will be the longevity of managers and getting people in that are going to take the club forward. And I do feel, knowing that he's got um, Swan- Swansea in the playoffs two seasons running um, and he's worked with the likes of Phil Foden and um, all the other England players that have come through the the youth ranks um, and not only won the European Championships, but also won the World Cup with them. Um, It's got to be positive, surely. World Cup winner, Steve Cooper. Yeah, absolutely. I I can't disagree with any of it, really. I think he's he's definitely, as I was saying to you on the radio just a minute ago, I think he is the first manager, because I was thinking of Doogie and I was thinking of um, I guess Steve Cottrell, maybe people who you would argue his reputation is probably slightly smaller than the club's inflated one. Okay, which I think is fair. I know we've won stuff and we're kind of a, a name in the in the sport, but we are kind of where Cloughy found us. We've said this numerous times. I think it's the first one for a while that wasn't just a wild card like Montagnier or Sabri 
that actually really appreciates the name on the stand opposite him the stars and really is appreciative of where he's at so i think we'll come to that a bit more in a sec uh, kieran you're kind of a weird question for you mate it was going to time with if you can end it with steve cooper but i started it with since you've last podded and casted uh any thoughts on forest in general because i know myself how the podcast is kind of this wonderful time to be able to get past the the restrictions of twitter's character constraints so is there anyone you've hated over the last few months who you want to tell is a dick or anything like that just uh, these kind of floors open to you but end with steve cooper and scene <laughs> Um, oh, very very broad that mate. Um, I'll, in general, what I'd say about the position of the club since I was last on, my opinion hasn't really changed. In that we still have an incredible academy, uh, a guy at the top of that who has pretty much been integral to all that has been good at the club for the past decade. All right, let's not talk Billy years, but you know what I mean. Um. I want that philosophy to run the whole way through the club. I'm I'm just tired of our first team being this anomaly that youngsters go through this track and they're all on course to be the next big thing. They've been playing a certain philosophy and then they just get lumped with a random manager with a random style that's not in keeping with that. Steve Cooper's got me pretty hopeful that once we might see that that change. Um, we're going to see someone that's going to actually work with the rest of the club as a whole and make it one big conveyor belt, which might be a little bit negative of me. But do you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm just tired of us seeing other clubs around us overspend and go into the massive risks that they do and not really get any reward from it. Also, teams like Norwich that... They don't even really... What benefit do they really get out of it other than great lads? You you can run the championship every other year that you're here, but you're just a number as far as everyone else is concerned in the Premier League. I just want us to stay on this track now. Let's actually develop, develop some young players. If we're ever going to go up, let's go up the right way. I'm not bothered about flashing the cash. Uh, you know, if we have, if we could spend ten million on a striker that's guaranteed to get us thirty goals a season, okay. Um, but on the whole, let's actually invest in a project. Let's actually. There was a community spirit when the Maranakis regime first came in, and we all bought into it. I think a little bit, and we've all got a bit bitter the longer it's gone on, and we haven't seen the success. I want that community spirit. I want that vibe back at the club. The way people are on Twitter about Baseford. I want them to be like that about Forest again, because that's what's been missing for quite a long time. Joe, you know, I thought that the other day. I thought it's not it's not actually about us particularly being world beaters or, you know, I did a poll last year, I think it was about when we were fast, uh, last excited by Forest, And most people went for Billy. First time of Billy was actually when you thought we're going to rip teams apart. We're lethal. And we know we know from our we kind of know similar generations between all of us, I think, here what it feels like when Forest are actually on fire. And it's not that often. Most football teams aren't like that. United in the 90s and stuff wasn't normal. Liverpool, you know, they weren't normal cycles of football. But it's that feeling of just going, yeah, it's a good team, this. You know what I mean? We've we've had a lot of years. I was thinking what you said there about Maranakis. It's not, it isn't the the projection of what they should have done or what they're promising to do and what the speak was about wasn't what's happened. It was about being at least challenging around the playoffs. It wasn't it all going to crap the way it's gone. And I just keep thinking, like you're saying there, Kieran, there's a big mis mismanagement of that. 
Um, but yeah, it's it's, uh, it's I I think this is the first time we're showing some alignment. I like the fact that we've had those people coming in as well with the stats guys. I think from Wigan and all those other clubs as well. I think we've got to embrace it. We can't just keep going. I know a bloke down Gedlin way who's pretty good with football. So you can't do it. So um, I'm hoping we're embracing that. Holly, got a question for you on a podcast. Do you want to do it? Yeah, you're okay. Let's go. Pre Millwall, uh, pre that game. What were your predictions for what we'd see from Cooper and his style of football? Because I'm just in, I'm interested to know if that's changed. Because I was seeing a lot of people doing the the tweets about this is what he always does with Swansea. This is what he did with England. You know, this is what. Did you buy into that, or were you? Because you mentioned about defensive. Um, I wondered if that's if that's a thing. I mean, my interpretation of it started literally on Twitter, which is never a good thing, really, is it? Um, just picking up the vibes and, and sort of feedback from people and, and what they sort of experienced with Swansea before. As I said, I didn't really pay much mind to Swansea before, so I didn't know a great deal about him. So initially I was a little bit concerned um, because I think we need to think a bit outside the box. I hate that phrase, but since, you know, the departure of Hewitt, and I think we need to we need to move forward. We need to play attacking football so and try something different and um, also sort of build on the game where Reed was in charge because I love the way we played. Um, I love the way we played that game. I love the way we were set up. I love the tenacity. Do you think? Do you think Reed was in charge for that game, or do you think part of that was Cooper was coming and this is where they um, something? Because it seems like it was a, it's weird. They said exactly the same, more or less. Yeah, um, I'd like to think that he wasn't, and that it was all to do with Stephen Reed. But you know, he's not the manager, is he? At the end of the day, so I don't know. Possibly. Um, but I'm just really glad that he stuck with the same team, same formation. Um, and yeah, to answer your question, um, I didn't really know, to be honest. Like I said, when I spoke to my my friend at work and he was very um, surprised that we'd signed, he thought he was kind of jealous in a way. Um, and, you know, sing, singing his praising that he played really good attacking football, um, grinding out results. Um, then, yeah, I mean, I, w- I was really, really pleased to hear that. And um couldn't wait to, you know, see what he had on offer, really. But, yeah, didn't really know, to be honest. Didn't know a great deal about him. And I quite like that, to be honest, because I think if it's someone that, you, I mean, me personally, if it's somebody that I don't really know, I don't really know. I think we sometimes have this expectation, don't we? Someone brings this, you already know exactly how he's going to play, exactly what's going to happen. And yeah. there's a slight bit of mystery there, I think, with him. So, um, so far, so good. I like to do a thing of imagining if Derby had him. That's my bog standard. I go, if Darby got him as a manager, how would I feel? I mean, it's true. It's true. I'm like, yeah. When it was Koku, I was like, don't know if I'm not bothered about that one. When it was Rooney, I really wasn't bothered. But if it was Steve Cooper, I'd tell you now, I'd be like, shit, he's a good manager. Don't know about you guys. If yeah. Uh, Lisa, I'm going to um, move on about the game itself, in a sense. Uh, Millwall at home. Millwall. A 1 1 draw. I think I'm going to turn all these words into 1940s London. A 1 1 draw for the mighty Nottingham Forest. A peach of a fluke, we'll have to admit. And uh, so that's, that's the game in general. How did you feel about the game overall? Uh, the game overall, um, well, I, I kind of went, well, the last time we played Millwall at home, we were absolutely shocking. Um, so have we improved? Yes, we have. Um, you know, we we went out, we set up our stall exactly the same as we did against um, Huddersfield on the Saturday. Uh, I thought our wing-backs were immense. Um, I felt that had Graben... Um, not gone off injured uh, and I, I would like to discuss his injury because I think there is a little bit of uh, a lack of clarity as to what the actual injury is 
at the moment. Oh, man, um, let's take that tangent then. Go for that then, because you could also tell us what you think about Lyle Taylor's performance as well while you're at it. <laughs> oh, thanks. Uh, let's not talk about Lyle Taylor. I thought it was shocking. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> um, Are you saying this school duggery to do with this injury? Oh, yeah. uh, well, well, what I don't actually understand, I thought Graben had gone off and the line from the club when, when it was discussed on the radio after the game was that he's got a thigh injury. Um, but Millwall made four subs. Which makes you suggest, or makes you think, that it was a concussion. Yeah, I thought that was weird, because all Colin and Colin and that were saying was it was a concussion one, hence why they've got four subs, and then... So I was confused. <laughs> I was I was very confused by that. Um, but to, to talk about the game in general, as we, we were, and not to go off on a tangent, um, I felt that had Lewis not gone off, the chances that we created, um, he would have scored a couple. And we would have won that game quite comfortably. Um, as it was, we ground out a 1-1 fluke goal. Um, but that's not to say that we didn't play well, because I thought we were very, very deserving of the point that we got. I think we were fits and starts when we, the start was really nice and you were going, oh, hello. And then I think they had a lot of spell where I was going, bloody hell. But I'd never felt it in the same way as it did under Hewton. I think under Hewton, I felt... And I was really interested in seeing his changes. I don't remember if I put that on our group or if... Uh, I wanted to see what he did with changes. Mm-hmm. Going to go for like for like. Is he going to bring on a right back and take off like you know grabbing or whatever? Um, Kieran, did, did, sorry, I didn't ask you this pre. Did you did you see much of the game on Saturday or did you see how that's posted? Did you watch the whole thing? That isn't a question. Uh, <laughs> I was uh, I was watching that and the Ryder Cup. Oh, okay, that's fine. So you can at least you're probably doing some. I was trying to fan, finish Assassin's Creed Origin, honestly, um, but you didn't hear that from me, Boris uh, fans. Um, so I'm going to go with the slightly more negative one for you, Kieran. What concerns you still about that team? And this is a team we're trapped with until January at least. What still concerns you that you saw on Saturday? And I don't mean Team Europe. Uh, well, I'm sorry to drag it back up, Lisa, but Lyle Taylor concerns me greatly. Oh, this would be uh, great because Lisa's needed a cohort for this because she went as bad as mad as I've seen her on Twitter over the weekend. So shoot I've been so underwhelmed by the guy since since he came and I've tried to give him the benefit of the doubt on numerous occasions I tried uh, rallying Palmer last season and saying I'd give money to charity for every goal that he scored uh, he must have what like two so that tenor went a long way um, I don't get it and the flopping to the turf so frequently is really annoying me. Like, you're not winning the free kicks. And if you were, we you're not going to do anything anyway because you're never on the end of anything. So what's the point? I don't see the point in him right now. Like, which may be unfair. Um, maybe he just needs some actual competition. And it 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 goes to show how quickly you can turn things around though, because Lewis Graben wasn't exactly top of my Christmas card list either after last season. Um but him going off on Saturday made such a big difference to that game. It really did. And it does just go to show that he, he probably was worth every penny of that six million that we spent. And if we have him on form, um, we're a threat. And when we don't, we're not. It, you know, it probably explains why he gets the armband so quickly and managers seem pretty keen to keep Lewis Graben happy because he can be lethal on his day. Um, I just don't so really, have, really, it's just... it. we have to accept that he is a bit of a miserable, quiet bloke that you seem to see. I don't know about miserable, but he just always comes across half arsed. Yeah, and it's not someone him running down the wing going, I'm gonna get a goal now, I'm gonna score me a goal. We don't need that, yeah. but it, it's, not, it's, it's not, it's not Robbie Earnshaw, 
No, it's no, not. He's not, not Robbie Earnshaw. He's not here for the fans. He's not. He's not here for anyone here but for Lewis Graben, and that's fine. That is fine. Um, but we we've got to sort out that that striker role because even if Lewis Graben is the answer for now, what he, he ain't got too many years left um, there. So we that needs addressing. No, I think I, I think we were listening back to. I don't know if it was what we did on the radio last week or it was the pod where we're saying about it is a lot to do obviously with the with the the delivery is massive and the creativity and Forrest really I've not been a creative team for such a long time that I can remember and obviously we can see that there is there especially Zinc and Nagel and we love to see these new players coming in as well we signed who are still locked in a box somewhere in Dieppe I do believe I don't know quite where they are um, Lisa did you want to add any further on that I, I think I'm just going to retract this briefly I don't think miserable was the right thing for grabbing but more quiet I don't want to make aspersions towards uh, Mr Graben's character or his misery but at least for any more to add on the strikers there? I've, I've always been in Lewis's corner um, and I can remember having a few arguments with the guy that sits behind me um, when Lewis first signed for us um, and went sort of three games or whatever and didn't score. And I was like, I, and I, I, I got a little bit vocal with him and said, you know, just, just look at what he's done elsewhere. Um, he will come good if, as long as we're providing him with the service. And that first scene where he came out and actually, you know, 16 goals first season, second season, 20 goals, that he made quite a lot of those out of nothing. Um, yes, he was quiet last season, but everybody was. And you, I, I kind of maintain the fact that nobody knows what was going off behind the scenes. I think um, with with COVID and everything else, I think there was there was a point where um, he was looking at leaving at the beginning of last season um, and thought he was going to go and then was convinced not to go because Sabri was staying and um, ev- everybody was kind of, it was, it was hit and miss. So I'm quite happy to say you had an off season, Lewis come back stronger and show us what you you are still capable of. Um, and I think that's what we will see from Lewis this season. You know, body language over the last couple of games has looked a lot happier, um, like he wants to be there. Um, Lyle Taylor, on the other hand, looks like he doesn't want to be there, um, looks like he's never really wanted to be there, blames everybody else and frustrates me to hell and back. He's got WhatsApp though, hasn't he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is that nailed on that it was him, genuinely? Uh, without, we can just do faces on the group. Um, whether it's, <laughs> yeah, okay. We'll do one no comment. Yeah, well, no comment, but no comment. Um, Holly, uh, happiness is here uh, with this. What did you see from Saturday that gave you hope? Joanna, give me. Sorry, <laughs> showing the age there. Uh, go on. <laughs> what song's that, Bruce? That's Eddie Grant. Give me I hope. know, I'm just joking. Yeah, I saw <laughs> I just didn't know. I was just oh. unlike the ship. I actually knew the answer to that one. I was like, okay. I yeah. had to clap along with them. Um, yeah, so I was really pleased that we stuck with the same formation, the same uh, same team. Um, really, uh, really positive. Um, really impressed. Continued with uh, Spence and Lowe. Um, I thought they they did really really well. Um, they're just exactly what we need. Really, uh, you know, just some decent balls into the box, which I think we've been lacking for a long while, and just that attacking thread threat uh i quite like seeing the extra sort of center back defensive option with uh, figs in the mix at the back as well i thought he played really well on saturday just throwing his body in the way it helps um, the other two there doesn't it i think he you know especially with wonder man scott mckenna there yeah and i think if you let figs just do the job that he's meant to do which is head it and kick it and get his body in the way don't ask him to make any you know spectacular spectacular diagonal passes you know He's not Michael Dawson. Um, you know, it just square pegs in West square, square pegs in square holes. Sorry, trying to do a bit Billy Davis uh, quote there, unfortunately. Um, 
yeah, so I was I was impressed with him. And also the fact that, you know, we didn't go, we didn't give up, you know, we went one nil down. Um, heads didn't seem to to drop particularly. Uh, you know, we still kept up that level of of um you know effort and we got the uh, albeit of a fluke, we you know, we got the equalizer, which really impressed me. And I think, you know, Millwall came, they set up to to disrupt our play, didn't they? I think they've been however many seasons now under Rowett. Um they're very well drilled. They know what their what their jobs are. Um, they know how each other plays. You know they're set up really well, and you could tell that they were there to to do a job and stop us playing out from the back. And that's what they did. But you know, we overcome it and we got that equaliser. And I think we were deserving of that. I'm, I'm slightly disappointed that we couldn't get that that home win for Cooper. But you know, you can't have everything. Right. Baby steps. It's all about away, away performance at the minute. That's where our win is. Uh, I, I've been adding these last week. Freebs' uh, fun fake facts. Uh, George Alakobi uh, was collecting the Pro Set cards in his youth and only uh, was short of Jason Dezel's Ipswich card from completing it. So uh, please don't anyone start sending George Alakobi Jason Dezel cards in the top trump because it's a lie. Uh, I just thought when I was saying that's probably not. He's like, why the hell has someone been sending me all these Ipswich players from 1991? Um, Lisa, we've uh, mentioned them briefly, but the fullbacks, I know you were on about them last week as well, um, especially I think low more last week or back on which way around it was, but obviously his looping lovely goal just when they started doing that ridiculous chant was great. Uh, Spencer low um do you see it as a kind of a well okay we've got them for the season whatever it's also whenever or do we say just let's go for these in january now or are we just jump into it really quick just go quick because someone who's not bad at fullback get them it's it's quite hard actually because you know historically when we've had someone on loan and then we've signed them they've, they've not they've not been very good um so uh, you know if we've got the option to buy and they are still there and the the, the money is right they fit the critique they fit the the box or they tick they, they tick the boxes of what Dave Murphy wants in terms of young progressive players. Um, are they better than what we had there previously? Yes, uh, into especially left back because we didn't have one. Um, and I, th- I think that they are both going to grow um, in as the season progresses. You know, I, I was impressed with them from the first game that they played. Um, started off quietly, but then both of them came into the game. And I think for me, they have both helped our attack and our defence, which we we, we needed um, at both ends of the pitch. Um, and obviously the formation also helps that. Um, but I, I would be going for them, you know, if if we can get them at the right price, um, why not? I don't know about Spence. I think he's the one that's just, he seems a weird one, doesn't he? Because he's not long signed a new contract with them. So not too sure about that. And we have got 700 right backs, I think, at the minute, haven't we? It'd be nice to see, uh, what, is it Drager and, and Tutu? I keep getting his name wrong because I saw him that one set game against Bournemouth and he went off. Um, so you forgot completely about Tutu, completely forgotten. Yeah. I had as well. And so I was looking at it today and I was thinking, man, some options there. I still think we should sign Nicky Shuri. I think that would help out. Um, so, Kieran, your question that I'd written for you, we've kind of like skirted all over it really because it was on about Lyle. Will It ends with, will Lyle Taylor come good? <laughs> uh, so I'm going to leave that for a minute. Do you think, regarding the striker thing, just to briefly come back to it, it's um, uh, the youth is a way we have to go. Because, I mean, realistically, is he going to try and use Mighton as a striker? I mean, if there was an injury to Taylor... I, I don't think I've ever known Forrest quite so toothless. And I've seen Jabor and people, or the assassin, whatever it was called, who played, you know, it's like, have you ever known us without any firepower like this? Um, yeah, uh, too frequently, I'd say. Um, but in days gone by, we had goals coming from other areas of the pitch. 
um, that's probably what we lack now. The, there isn't the, you know, we don't quite have the same uh, setup as, you, you remember when Lewis just used to bag a world here out of nowhere? Um, yeah. And you, yeah, we, we had those players who sat a bit deeper and had a little bit of confidence to shoot. We definitely don't have that now. Um, do I think Lyle Taylor will come good? No, I don't. I think he'll be at Charlton with Harry Arter before too long. Um, and I think he'll be kicking himself that he didn't go to Celtic instead of joining us. Um, but it's just how, how these things go with Forrest and, and strikers, isn't it? We we never learn our lesson. Like, uh, we, we anytime it works, it's uh, going and poaching young lads from leagues below. And that has been pretty consistent through our history. Um, you, like, you know, Stan... You got your Tyson, you've got even Grant Holt was pretty good when we got him from where was it Rochdale? Yeah, um, yeah uh, go back to that that formula, it works. I've, uh, you know, Brick coming from um, from Peterborough. Peterborough, those players are there and they're available. Um, we try to be clever and get an experienced head in on a free transfer, and it just hasn't worked out. He well, played um, well against us, didn't he? I mean, he was great in that game. Yeah, <laughs> I've not it, it seen was... that Lyle Taylor. Have you? Have you seen that Lyle Taylor once for us? I don't think I have. Well, on that basis, why haven't we signed Matt Smith yet? Well, exactly. You <laughs> should have signed him about seven years. Great. Yeah, that's all right. I think we need to get him in because we probably we put the ball on his head right or something. I don't know. I've I've got hope in that that we will do. Um, Lisa, sort of. Uh, oh no, no, sorry, Holly. I nearly missed your the favorite question I've written for you today. Uh, Holly, how did Ryan Yates do? I'm asking for a friend. Well, I mean, I wasn't actually at the game, so um, I listened to Make it. it up be- like they do. <laughs> uh, yeah, I will. And um, no, so I don't really me- remember his name being mentioned, to be honest, apart from, well, I've watched back the highlights and he was kind of at fault, wasn't he, for the uh, the cross that was made into Matt Smith. He, I would also argue that, yeah, Worrell was, it was Worrell's man as well. Yeah. So not allowed to touch that, but, you know. No, that's fair enough. I think no one's, you know, not allowed any kind of criticism, but. Um, He's one of our own. I love Ryan Yates. Don't get me wrong, uh, I, but I honestly can't say anything about Ryan Yates for Saturday. I don't remember anything particular of note whatsoever. Whether that means I'll pass it on to my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I personally, I'd like to. I possibly might want to give someone else, and maybe give Kafu a go alongside Garner. I thought they worked quite well this season, but. I, I think the reason I asked it is more that the fact that I, f- I find this a really interesting thing. I, I can't remember if we discussed it too much on here. This whole thing about one of our own, if it's Mighton or it's Brennan Johnson, who I think have been a bit like ghosts at times this season, he's one of our own. He's one of our own. Yeah, we've discussed this before. I Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm a, I'm a, we've said this before. I take a lot of Ryan Yates through the team for the work ethic, which I know isn't you know, necessarily play by play where you need it. And I don't think he's had some of his best games, although he's great at Huddersfield. And I think they started the season well, but it's just this weird inconsistency with Forest fans where this is for either Lisa or uh, Kieran, whoever wants to jump on this, where if you just like Ben Osborne at it, where sometimes he's one of our own, but we, not him, he's not one of our own. We hate him. It's just like, why, why do we pick random people from the Nottinghamshire borders that we just want to destroy? Uh, we expect too much of young lads um, too soon. Um, at, at times, and I think because of with Ryan, like by the way, my favorite Ryan Yates moment of the weekend was someone tweeting, Um, oh, I've seen him play like three forward passes, and then that was immediately followed by the Millwall goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, on, on my timeline, it about summed it up that's how karma works, and that guy will never praise Ryan Yates ever again. No, um, yeah, we, we 
we do it all the time. It's just human nature, isn't it? Like people get on the back of a youngster and I, it's not necessarily right, but it's just how it goes. And if you're not the most exciting one of the bunch, then it's probably going to be you because you don't give people enough memories. If Ryan Yates had carried on, that goal he scored against West Brom a few seasons ago, if he carried on like that, coming on as a little sub, having a cameo, bagging a few goals from the edge of the six-yard box, great. But the problem is he can't head a ball and keeps getting uh, those kind of opportunities. And, you know, it's like hotel reviews or restaurant reviews. The bad ones stand out way more than the um, than the good. And sadly, Ryan Yates has had more of those clangor kind of moments that spring to your mind than he's had great moments in, in a red shirt so far. It might change. I think he's got potential. Um, do you know what? Roy, Roy Keane seeing something in him uh, did it for me. I was like, I, I can trust that opinion. That sounds like someone that, wrong, you know, yeah. who know, who knows how a midfielder should be built to run the engine room. I will, I will believe in that. Um, but, you know... Yeah, I just think people are people, mate. This isn't the Ryan Appreciation Society where I've just got to stick up for anyone called Ryan because I think Ryan Giggs is a dick. Uh, but Lisa, are your, your thoughts on the, the, that situation regarding the youngsters or Yates himself? I, I'm not bringing it up because, do you know what? I'll then start going about Cavalio and going, now oh, all those people have shut the fuck up because so many managers have now seen that that's not working. Well, six, um, so yeah. six managers have all put him in their team. Uh, for me, Ryan Yates what you see is what you get. He's there to break up play. He's there to be gangly. He's there to get in your face. He's there to win the ball. And he's there to uh, smile nicely at the referee and get away without getting booked, um, which he does some weeks. He doesn't do the other weeks. Yes, he was there, should possibly have stopped the cross on Saturday. Was Warrell the wrong side of his man? Yes, he was. Um, so, you know, oh, but both of them are one of our own, but or. or Ultimately, it's Yates' fault. No, I'm sorry. They're both as culpable as each other. Um, it's You win as a team, you lose as a team. Blame one every single week? Nah, sorry. I was going to say, Papa Freebs is one of your own. He's from Snenton, but you wouldn't want him in the middle. <laughs> He'll be listening to this as well. Right, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be in the middle either. No, he used to manage Skeg Town and that. And, you know, he just said from his own thing, I just, no, I didn't know a lot about football. Just it was all about heart. But I tell you what, you know, that one of your own thing only gets you so far. Imagine some bugger come in and start nicking stuff out your ass. Yeah, I'm born with my own. Oh, that's good then. It's now my own. It's your own. At least I'm going to stand with you. Sort of post-match question. So Cooper has said the right things pre-match. And this is going to be with deja vu because we've just spoke about this on the radio. Um, he's acted right during Mullock Tire. I love the little, you know, the thing about hierarchy mentioned as well. I think it's really, he seems, he's the son, isn't he, of, Keith Cooper, the, the referee. Yes. So I yeah. think I'm liking to think that the referee comes home and does things correct. Um, he's not lost, but equally they didn't set the world alight. Well, one week into the job, what can he do between now and the end of the season to not end it like Chris Hewton did last season? Because let's remember, it's kind of getting it at the same time of the year, isn't he? He's got about the same amount of the, the season left and that was really grey last season. I think it's going to be quite an interesting one, to be honest, because um, he comes in possibly with less pressure than Hewton. And, and that that's a, um, I know that's a strange thing to say, but Hewton had a, a very big pedigree in terms of what he'd done previously. Um, and whilst I know that Swansea have been in the playoffs the last two seasons, he's relatively unknown in terms of what he'd done previously until you actually looked into it, um, which is why I think that, that the pressure might be off him a little bit. And uh, knowing that Dane Murphy's come in and done a, a big assessment on the club, um, and said we're in a bit of shit's Creek here. Um, it might take a little bit more time than I expected it to to be put right. 
um, I think he will be given time. And I think January will be a very interesting window in terms of who he wants to bring in, who he wants to ship out. Um, and I think it's going to be progressive. And I don't necessarily think it's going to be progressive quickly. I think it's going to be steady the ship, improve on last season, which, you know, it can't get too much worse, really. Um, and go for it next year. And I, I do think that that might be the remit and it's not going to be, you know, there's not going to be a quick fix. And for our fans that think he's going to come in and hit the ground running and, and we're going to be top six, it ain't happening. Um, if it does happen, I'll eat my hat. But I just think, you know, for us to finish 10th or 11th is is massive progression on where we ended last season um, for us not to be in a relegation battle is massive progress on on last season um, but I am positive that actually it is a it is a positive step to go forward and I really really hope it works out for him yeah I was going to add what Kieran said about you know about us going up the right way if we went up when some team lost 4-1 at home and we won 4-1 away the last game of the season would you still take that or would you go, it's not the right way? I mean, because, you know, it's this squad. Let's say we didn't get anyone in January and somehow this squad went up. We'd just be terrified. We'd be like the Norwich thing would be even worse, wouldn't it? Because at least they, it's kind of a rhetorical question in a sense. But I was just thinking when you said it earlier on, Kieran, like you would always take going up. But then at the same time, I'd be like, oh my God, this would be so shit. And actually, you also, gonna... you also oh. don't want to be the worst team in history. So you want to go up with a, a pedigree of, or a core of players that you know you can rely on. And yeah. that's no disrespect to our players now, but a couple of seasons ago when Sabri was in charge, we looked at our first 11 and we owned them all. There weren't there weren't particularly many loans in that team. At the moment, we are very, very much reliant on loan players to bring our standards up. And that that is one thing that does worry me. Yeah, I mean, at least we will have a team to support in a year, you know? Liquidate is a really good song, by the way. It's a reggae classic. Uh, Kieran, so we've gone on about the last bit before going about some predictions for the week ahead. Um, we've had about 2,387 managers since you and I have probably been supporting the club. It looks like with the CEO and the ethos that's coming, like it's a really, I, I see this as a really different appointment. Uh, and I, I know we sort of started on the start, but do you really see it as, even with the head coach tag that's there, do you, do you see this as, or do you just see it as the next kind of lamb to the slaughter? And that's no, you know, sheep based joke. If we delve into the back catalogue, mate, we had a very similar conversation last year where I quite loudly said, oh, it's great that it's a manager and not a head coach this year because they're going to run it their way and it not be... Uh, yeah, exactly. And it's not going to be with interference from elsewhere and he's going to get the players that he wants. All right, that bit remains to be seen, um, whether he did or not. I, I'm, look, I'm, I'm open to it. Um, I think... I think what I'm just over is the the demand for immediacy because if we're not spending silly money what's the rush like mm. what what is the rush if we are if we're bringing in loan players and we are blooding youth what's the rush like as long as we're not going down and we're actually building towards something that's that's the right that's the right direction surely I and anyone that's like no we have to go for it year on year well where's that got us like we're a yo-yo club that doesn't achieve promotion or relegation that's really frustrating we yo -yo all the turmoil and none of the actual payoff um I mean, yeah. people think they're going to die, Kieran. I, and I don't mean that as a more... I think people go, I, I might be dead next week. I, I want it now. I want everything now. I don't want to wait four years. 
Yeah, but maybe I'm maybe it's growing my hair out and becoming more of a hippie, mate. I want I want a forest left for future generations to enjoy in a good state. Um, which you know, Derby fans aren't going to have that. No, well, not unless you want to play in the Isthmian Seventeenth Division. That's what you're going to end up, you buggers. Anyway, we we uh, decimated them a little bit last week. Uh, I'm going to briefly talk about the Dingles on Wednesday. Uh, I don't know if that's correct or not. Let's call them that. But I always have done being half Sheffield. Uh, Holly, what score do you think will be between Barnsley, Barnsley, and um, Nottingham Forest Football Club? Well, I think we've lost the last three and drawn one. Or well, we we haven't beaten them since 2019 I think um so we are due a kind of result against them but and obviously uh Dane Murphy's return um he's going to want to impress isn't he I'm going to go for another 1-1 a safe 1-1 I like I like what you're saying about Dane Murphy but it's the thought of him impressing how would he do it would he like be in the stands going look at my new coat because <laughs> he can't sign anyone now it's like yeah I'm really impressed Dean Dane's changed uh Kieran whilst you're uh and Lisa are doing your predictions I'm going to share my screen and show you that ship whilst you're doing your prediction so off you go Kieran uh, I- I'm gonna take a, a solid ground out one nil away victory um, what do you think of the ship I'd, I'd like Janos Brentsos to touch it <laughs> uh, yeah you're going for one nil I am I am it's a, it's a brave new dawn, mate. I like it. Lisa, can I have your opinions on the ship and also the score, please? Did you say I have touched the ship or I haven't touched the ship? I made out that you touched it and you've seen Celenzi play, so you are uh, get paid for playing football, so you're a miracle woman. Uh, One if, of those things is true. <laughs> yeah, so, for, yeah, please please don't touch that if anyone goes near it, because it's it's really freaks me out and it has done since I was a kid. Uh, what score are you going for, Lisa? Um, Given the fact that we are... A bit toothless up front. Uh, now that Lewis is going to be injured, uh, I don't think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. Oh. Um, so I'm going to go for nil-nil. Yeah, for what it's worth, I'm going to go for two-nil Barnsley. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, what did I say on the radio? Did I say we'd win. We were going to win one-nil. Okay, I just make it up on the spot. No one really gives a shit about these things, do they? No one's really going. You know, I've been looking at my uh, compendium, and I believe the score will be. Apart from I scored four goals away once for, for my, my school at Boston and my, the, the teacher was a bit of an anorak bloke and he's come up to us afterwards and went, Freebury, the captain's scoring away and them losing 6-5. I've never seen such a thing. It's going in my almanac and I, I believed him. He used to write down, bo- I'm not going to go to that next bit, boys football school <laughs> results. So the uh, I know some of you absolutely, uh, you messaged me often saying we love the quizzes. We love how Lisa hates the quizzes. Um, can we have more of them? So at this point here, there will be some music starting around about now. What time is it? It's time to do the quiz. Lisa will hate it, but it is what it is. It's time for the quiz. How are they gonna do with this quiz time? Q-U-I-Z quiz. And there we go. So, oh God, my phone's going off. Who's that? Oh, it's my dad. Are you about to do the quiz with Lisa? It's my favorite bit of the podcast. I'm um, so what I've done is I've decided to make a little quick quiz called Cup Runs. And quite simply, uh, back in the day, for those of you who are new to the World Forest, you used to get to Cup Finals. It was a thing we used to like to do. Now, if you, you probably don't know this as well, if, you, if you're young, but a Cup Final means you play quite a lot of games on the way. What I'm going to ask is I'm going to give you a year and a Cup run that Forest went on. And I want you to tell me how many of the teams you can name that we beat on the way. 
It's really simple. And it's going to keep that. I know it's a horrible one, really. And most of you will get one or two, but we're going to do it on the old betting system like we've done before. So if, for instance, if it was, I don't know, last year's FA Cup, I can't remember who the hell we played last year. And you'd say, so there's a few, you go, I'm going for one. And if nobody can beat that, then that person will go for it. That's all it is. So uh, it's clear as mud, uh, but it's just it's because there's some old sweats out there who like this kind of thing. And, you know, it's uh, we can't always do them about the Kardashians and stuff like we did that time. Or what was it? What's a baby hedgehog called? That was actually a thing we did on Forest Podcast. So I'm going to start with, uh, do, 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 do. let's start with the easiest one, shall we? And go backwards. Yeah. Uh, the 1991 FA Cup final that Forrest made. I'm not going to mention the team we played in case, I mean, you should know. Um, but we played one, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, six games, six different teams. Um, obviously, if you know that cup run, you know there was a lot of replays. Um, how many of those six teams, I'm going to go in the order on my screen, as I always do. Holly, do you think you could name in the 1991 FA Cup final run? Do you know what? I'm going to be absolutely rubbish at this. Um, Good. <laughs> two. Two. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to go to Kieran and say, could you name more than two of the teams we played on our way to the 91 Cup final? Uh, I was about eight months old, so no. I, I say this to people. I was born in 1981, but I know who Henry VIII is. So, um, you know, <laughs> you're going to say no. Lisa, I think you could be stronger on this. Just trying to think. Oh, come on. This is you. You you are, well, older than eight months old, so you should I know, I, I know, I know, and I have... You must have gone to some of these games. I went to all of them. This is what's like, ah. I think game. I would, I know, I know. I'll just tell you, Kieran, it only goes one year higher than this in terms of the cups we're going through, so good luck. God. Lisa, can you name more than two sides that we played on our way to the cup final? So um, really, think about the final and the semi, very easy. So yeah, I know that bit. It's the next one. <laughs> I'm thinking, was I where I think I was at that game? Well, last week we found out you were trying to run over prostitutes in Nottingham, so it could be anywhere. Uh, yeah, I think I think that might be a good thing. <laughs> where were you trying to kill prostitutes in 1991? No. <laughs> no, you're going to let Holly go. Oh, was I was I trying to kill prostitutes in 1991? No. That feels really real. Could you okay. seriously not give us one more? Because I think this is your best chance to get one of these points. I'm trying to help you. And let's Was go. it 91? I can name... No, I can't name three. I can name three. No, I okay, can't. Go for, go for it, Holly. <laughs> Holly, you're going for four. Part of me just... They'll be complete and utter guesses because I, I can I can only remember two. Okay. Um, so should we let Lisa... No. So I think we should let Lisa... Right, Lisa, give us who we had in the final. Tottenham. Who do we have in the semi-final? West Ham. Where was it played? Villa Park. So you knew that. I knew. I asked you that on purpose. So give us one of the other teams we played in the 1991 FA Cup final run. Which you went to. I know. I can't. I honestly can't. One, two, three, four. So there's four other teams here that you saw play Forest in this cup run. Yeah. And then went out trying to kill brasses. Where, do, where were we for the quarter final? <laughs> Nope, I'm going to give you a countdown of five. Just name the teams. Because do you know what? If you don't get this one, I can't wait for the 1898 Cup run. That's going to be crap. Yeah, well, I might not know that one. Um, just random trivia someone might know. I know. I just can't think. I, I'm just going to go with someone like Peterborough. Peterborough. Okay, no. So we had Palace over two legs because it was a replay. We had Newcastle. Replay. I was going to say Newcastle. <laughs> we had Southampton. Replay. I think Norwich was the only one we won. Nilroy Keane scored. 
then West Ham 4-0 in the semis and then Tottenham. I think one of them might even go to three because it says something like Forest ended up playing like a month after the whole round had finished. But yeah, so that's 1991 out of the way. Um, so Holly and uh, Kieran, you both get a point because Lisa messed up. Well done. You see how to play this game. Oh, Lisa losing. There we go. Well, Lisa, you went for a Hey, don't even have to play, and I'm getting points. That's it. You and the dog moving, are points, moving up the table. Um, Lisa, because you um, went for it, you get to name the year. We're gonna uh, give me one, two, three, four, or five for the cup tournament. I'm gonna go for two. Number two, I'd like to know the Forest played five teams on the way to winning the European Cup in 1980. I must admit, this is horrible. I had an idea with 79, but 80 is hard. It's not as well documented, and you haven't seen the. Pro- I definitely haven't seen some of these programs. Again, there'll be people screaming at the radio or whatever, going, "I was there." Well, good for you. We were at Chesterfield. <laughs> um, so, which team? How many teams could you name that Forest played on the way to winning the European Cup in 1980? You asking me? Yeah. One. Brilliant, Holly. There's no shame in this. This is a group of friends. So I'm just take mute off and tell me if you can't do it. That's fine. <laughs> Sorry. Um... This is really hard. Oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. This is really, really hard. Just for the hardcore who might talk about this in the pub and go, I listen to that podcast today. Bloody hell. Um, Do you I'm going to go three, maybe? Three? Three! Jesus Christ! Kieran, are you just going to say, I'm going to take the point because Holly will never get the three? It'd be the cynical way to go about it, wouldn't it? I mean, it would be a very sensible way if you want. You could win by not playing a game, a bit like Forrest and Derby getting relegated this year. I feel like I'd be letting myself be managed by Chris Hewton. But I feel uh, stronger rounds for you than this. If you don't know these... Yeah, but this is the difference. So I, I, I feel like I do know the European Cup better than other ones because that's very much what I was... Brought. That's like dad sits you down right, yeah. and regales you of all the glories that you will never experience yourself. Well, you could have gone uh, to all the games like Lisa. <laughs> I, didn't, I couldn't outdo three. Was four. Hey, okay. I couldn't outdo three. That's oh, three is a is an absolutely yeah. bonkers guess, if I'm honest. Uh, so unless Holly has a knowledge of 1980 that she's I'm hidden. Sure, I've got the final, the semi-final, and I think I've got another game. Yeah, I'm on three as well, so I'm just going to leave it to Holly. Holly, there's your big moment to steal. You get two points, by the way, if you get all of them, uh, or you get the ones you said, because I can't really give you one for the same as people doing nothing. So off you go. Name me three teams at Forest beat or played. So these are completely picked out of the sky. Oh, um, no idea. Um, I just the final. Um, Hamburg. One. I, feel I should know this. I mean, I was one in 1980, so... Let's pick these out of the sky. Don't remember it. Yeah. Uh, Liverpool. No, it's over. The other two get a point each. So keep your scores. Kieran, I think you got two. Uh, the other teams, Kieran, what would you have gone for, mate? Uh, Ajax. He's wearing the top of one of them. That's right. Mm. I act. It's one yeah. of the semi. Um, I know it. Oh, what is it? It's a, it's a, it's a German team, but it's uh it's not a name that you would have heard of all the time. Not very famous. Um, yeah, it's definitely it's a Berlin team, but I can't get the first. You can probably first. get the kit on Football Kit Market though, Kieran. Would you not disagree? You... <laughs> you probably could somewhere, yeah. Uh, I, I can't get their first name. Berlin. Uh, it's BFC Dynamo, so Dynamo Berlin, who it was. Uh, in the first round, they beat Oshta from Sweden. I never knew that. This is the one. Arges Pitesti from Romania. They beat in the second round. Yeah. 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 Easy, easy run, that, wasn't it? You know what I mean? I've but they were the Ar- champion. Have you not got Arges Pitesti player for weekends? No. Oh, mate, you're missing out. 
Oh, mate, I wish I'd known. I wish I'd known. So, do you know what? we'll keep on the European Cup because we'll go 79 them. So, the more famous of the two, really, I, these ones, I knew every single one of these things were played because these are whole, you hear the people in pubs going about these ones. So, uh, Kieran, I'll go with you first. Five teams again, 1979, the year before. How many are you going to go for out of the five? Not putting pressure on you with that, but I bet you know every one of these. Uh, I'll go three. Strong. Lisa, four. No, name them. Holly, four. No chance. I wouldn't go down the route of just get pulling away. Yeah. <laughs> Name you three. Okay. So it did kick off against Liverpool. It did. First round. Out they went. Yeah. Um, we finished it off against Malmo. We did. One more for two points. Um, yeah. I feel like my dad will disown me if I don't get it. Um, Nobody wants that. Well. Yeah. Um, AK Athens, Grasshopper Zurich, and Koln, FC Koln. That was the hope no one at home. Yeah. I should have got I should have got all of them. I mean I was stupid enough to uh, write us off. That was Koln. Um so uh, one for the each of the ladies there, one point each. I've no idea what points anyone's anymore. Uh, I'm gonna pick a real random one before I go for the, the worst one possible. 1992 League Cup final. Uh, the last time I think I saw Forrest at Wembley. Um, so, yes, there was six teams on the way to the final in 1992. I think most people actually know the semi better than they do the final because it was just so mental. Uh, Holly, how many of those? Uh, are we just guessing team names again here? Or do you, do you know the final? Do you know the semi? I could get, I'd know two of these, I think. Yeah, again, this is so hard. It's horrible, isn't it? It's just an awful question. Well Who done. would do this for a podcast? I know, evil, evil man. Um, <laughs> it's what happens when uh, I have to make one up quick. Because uh, <laughs> yeah. No, hats off to you. Um, I'm, yeah, again, not confident too. Two. Lisa, how many of these games were we at? 1992 League Cup run. Probably most of them, but I've slept since then. I've had two kids and <laughs> my brain's gone to pieces. You've supported Forest ever since, yeah. <laughs> so could you, you could name the semi and the final, I'm guessing. Probably. This is either the best podcast we've ever done or the worst. There's people either going, I've been saying mystery guests. Well, (laughs) I stopped emailing them. Uh, What happened to the good quizzes? Uh, No, we used to do this before, but I think Steve Corey always just knew the answers to them all, didn't he? He goes, Well, that was actually. So you're going for Holly, did you go for two, did you? Lisa, you're not going to beat two, are you? (laughs) Kieran? Nah. Nah. Holly, name you two. Tech zone. Yeah, you didn't think you were going to have to do this, did no, you? No, I didn't think I was going to have to do this. I can't remember anything. Um, 1992 was against who? Um, why can't I remember this? Oh, we lost. This is terrible. Why can't I remember this? Manchester United. Yes, there we go. The semi-final mm. was really incredible um, in the rain. Oh, the snow. Can't, no, it was the rain. I'm confusing it with the snow because of another game against them. In 92. Roy Keane, wasn't it? Tottenham. Tottenham Hotspur, there you go. That's your two. So I've yeah. kind of, I'm going to give you one and a half points for that because I kind of help you. Uh, for those who care, it was Bolton, Bristol Rovers, Southampton again, and Palace. So we always used to play Palace and Southampton around that time in Cups. That was easy. And then finally, I just want any of you to get 10 points for telling me, apart from Derby County, any of the teams we beat on the way to the 1898 FA Cup final. Over to you, whoever, whoever fancies uh, plumping for one team. I know who I'd go for, how I've just told you about the teams that we're always playing. I'm going to go for Palace. Oh, not that year. The other one. Who else could it be? 
So, yeah, for those of you who care about your uh, 19th century football, which is not a sentence I thought I'd be saying, Forest played Grimsby Town, the Coded Mariners, Gainsborough Trinity in the fourth round, wherever it was, West Brom and Southampton, then Derby. And the other one I was going to go on about, which I'm not going to see now because this is the worst section I've ever done, 1959 FA Cup final, which Forest went on and won against Luton. They played Grimsby again, but before that, they played Tooting and Mitcham and went to a replay. So there you go. Bit of really boring information there for you on the worst quiz ever. What I'll do is next week, I'll do a proper one. And uh, we'll probably throw in some friends questions and what's the opposite of a mackerel and stuff like that. Um, right, I'm going to sort of wrap it up now. But um, thank you for joining us, all of you. Kieran, it's been lovely to see you again. And you're a, you're a, you're, you're wolf. Uh, for those, uh, Kieran's got a really beautiful dog behind him, by the way. He's not, it's not just an actual wolf thing. What's the dog called again, Kieran? I always forget his name. Uh, it annoys you his name mate no end um but oh, I, I he we inherited his name i'd add but he's called bowie oh and it's bowie isn't it that's right <laughs> yeah it, but mate we get really ratty so he's got a behaviorist and like if he goes to groomers or something they're like oh hello bowie he's like no his name's bowie it's actually oh god yeah i wish i forgot i forgot i should have remembered that um holly nice to see you again and lisa likewise we i love spending my monday evenings together <laughs> so let's go. uh but yeah thanks for listening everyone uh we've got to say it's uh barnsley coming up and birmingham away on the weekend after that um so hopefully next time we speak to you we'll have a proper quiz we'll have a, a guest a mystery guest on the who forest you we might even have a bit of guest of garibaldi with dan if he's returned safely back to the states not that he wouldn't do. I'm sure he'd be absolutely fine. It's more because of fuel. Um, and yeah, hopefully we're talking about six beautiful points. But thanks for joining me, guys. And until next time, you Reds and you Tooting and Mitchum United too. Bye-bye. Hey!